Hi, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Are You Deadass? This is Grace. And Tay. Uh, we honestly kind of have no idea what we're doing with this, but we just talk a lot of shit about anything and everything. And we're doing it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're welcome. Also, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, all right, so what's happening today? <clears throat> slash lately. Well, some recent... Very juicy, must be discussed uh, drama is the Countess Luanne Delaseps. <laughs> is that did she revert to her last name or her old first married last name? I don't know. Did she ever take Tom's? Yeah, she wasn't she Luanne D'Agostino. Oh my god, I couldn't even think of what his last name was. Yeah, dude, and I started calling my dog Lu- Luna D'Agostino for a while. Okay, so that must have been. <laughs> yeah, anyway, okay, so the Countess, <laughs> Countess Luann, one of our favorite Real Housewives of New York, uh, has had a bit of a turbulent time the last few years. Arguably the easiest part of it was her falling into a bush. And the most comical. Loved it. Um, yeah, so Luann has had some trubs in the last few years. Uh, Tom D'Agostino, for no one who, or for the people who don't know who he is, it was a very whirlwind romance. This guy who had dated her friends before and everyone said you shouldn't marry him. He was way shorter and like bald. And also wildly problematic, like a drinker. They both were drinkers. So they... Told everyone that they were super in love and got, like, a quickie marriage and then separated and divorced, like, seven or eight months later. Uh, But not before there was some of the best TV of all time where they had a bachelorette party in Miami (laughs) and Bethany, a fellow Real Housewife of New York, um, of her own, like, fame and right, was... Texting with somebody who had pictures of Tom making out with somebody at a very famous hotel that Luann and Tom frequented in their, I don't know, five months of, like, a romance. Yeah. And there's an iconic, like, scene where Bethany's just, like, drinking Svedka, like, straight the fuck out the bottle, like, sucking it down, like, give me his number! (laughs) Tell me it's not about Tom. Please don't tell me it's about Tom. It's about Tom. Anyway, (laughs) sorry for all this context, Luann was going through a shit show marriage and quickie separation. Uh, not too far after that, she got a DUI. No, not a DUI. I don't know. She was it public? Like, I think she got arrested and like had threatened to beat up a cop or something. Yeah, like I think she was maybe just like wasted yeah, somewhere like, in a hotel public lobby. intoxication. And because like someone tried to like, oh no, she broke into the wrong room. I'm pretty sure. Oh, she thought she was in her own hotel room and it was like in somebody else's. Yeah. Either way, she, like, said she was going to kill the cops. Yeah, there was some shit with, like, it was a culmination of all her excesses and her having, genuinely having a problem with alcohol, it seemed. Uh, Yeah, and she threatened... And being very entitled, almost, it appears. And she threatened to beat the shit out of a cop. So, that happened. Um... Went to rehab very shortly thereafter that arrest. Yeah. Ooh, also forgot to mention, was getting sued by her, was it her daughter and her That's ex-husband? That's more recently. So she had one rehab stay already. And yeah. And did that right after that arrest. Missed the reunion taping, which is a very big deal in Bravo, okay? Like, no one gets away with that. <laughs> and Andy was like, okay, fine. Like, go, you know, do your 12 steps, la-di-da-di-da. And... <laughs> <laughs> they had to have like an intervention for her, I guess, so that she would go again. So that was by the time the re- uh, reunion was taped, she already was in her second stint. Meanwhile, right before that second stint, it broke that the house she received in her divorce from the count, Delaseps, whatever yeah, she- his name was. <laughs> um, <laughs> she tried to sell that because I don't know, she's broke as a joke or something. And her kids sued her. That's weird. Yeah, but so while she's doing all this, too, she has a cabaret show (laughs) called Luann and Friends. Or no, The Countess and Friends? Yes. Either way, I'm a friend and I'd love to see the cabaret. Yeah, it has, from the accounts that I've seen of people who have gone to it, it always is just like hilarious because Luann has also tried to have a singing career and her (laughs) songs are terrible, so terrible that they're good, they're iconic. 
a I, staple in my daily life. Yeah. Tay and I communicate almost exclusively in Luann lyrics. Because <laughs> money can't buy you flats. Yeah. Although, oh my god, that's going to have to be a whole different episode about, like, Bravo music careers. Exactly. I think we both know what and we're thinking about right now. do yourself a favor if you're ever feeling down and watch some of the best TV of all time. I'll, I will die on that hill. Stab me to death on it. Okay, watch Scary Island episodes. I believe it's season three. Three of Real Housewives of New York. I when they're the going numbers on- of the episodes, but it's three in a row. And during, like, this trip of this woman going away together for Ramona's renewal is also Luann meeting up with a producer who is the biggest sleazeball of all time who's a fucking liar there's no way (laughs) he's telling fiblet after fiblet about who the people that he's like produced or whatever but you can see the first time she ever he looks like a great value Scott Storch so and for anyone who knows what Scott Storch looks like it's minus already. all the bling, minus all the ad libs, minus, minus all the, all the fire tracks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Minus the Brooke Hogan. Anyway, anyway, so Luann has this fucking cabaret show. I don't know. I I gotta say, she's really tenacious for having a prosperous career as a singer. Off of and, two songs, mind you. And like, I can't tell if she's self aware enough to know that people regard this as a joke, or if she thinks that they're genuine. Fa- like. It's one I know, of those weird. It's one of those weird kinds of things where it's like you are a fan of something even though it's so horrible, but or like laughable. But like, you also come to love it and genuinely appreciate it. And honestly, Luann's getting a bag thanks to this. Yeah. So, as of more recently, you know, she had been going on tour with the Countess and friends. Uh, we were gonna go see her when she was in Medford, but we dropped the ball on that. Now we're considering going to see her. In P-Town And I will say that this whole time, thinking about whether or not we would see her in either, like, uh, location, I was like, she's going to relapse. No offense. Yeah. How are you on tour and you're not having a drink? So, cut to, the whole reason we're bringing this up is, most recently, on this tour in Chicago, she had two mimosas, according to Luann, after her show in Chicago and failed her, like, sobriety thing. She's on probation, everybody, mind you. <gasps> I yes. didn't know that. So the only reason that it all matters and came out is because she failed her, like, alcohol test or whatever the fuck. Ooh, yikes. Did My, she but, have, like, of a... course, total, like privilege she's like out on tour on this cabaret that's like totally giving back i guess yeah <laughs> and she needs to stay out there and do this and cabaret the most insane thing is that she's playing bigger and bigger venues yeah and has bigger crowds there seems to actually be like a a budget going into the production of this shit so one of our favorite people who we are not friends with yet but i'm sure we will be one day uh, the glorious Ira Madison III yep. had gone to see her the other night. <laughs> what felt like moments after news of her relapse. Had I want to say the next day. Yeah, and so I thought that he was just posting like throwback pictures in solidarity with her. <laughs> but no, it turns out he actually had gone to see her. The show looked hilarious. Luann has a very deep throaty voice, and very cabaret. It uh, it basically allows her to just talk throughout everything and like maybe with it's like the talking equivalent to like someone who thinks that they're jogging when they're really just like walking slightly faster picking their knees up a little bit more yeah luann is talking slightly faster so it seems like it could come off as singing plus there's a hell of a lot of autotune at least in money can't buy you class oh yeah because autotune is learn oh my god And again, I want to emphasize how she has I know more than four songs. She has a newest one called Feeling Giovanni, which is a shout out to how Dorinda got wasted last year and screamed that she was wearing a Giovanni dress. Oh my god. I don't know what the lyrics are to that, but she's Feeling Giovanni, Chic Say La Vie, Money Can't Buy You Class, and those are the only ones I can think of right now. Chic Say La Vie. She has that Moroccan song, which I don't know what it's called. (laughs) Because they went to Morocco one season. Yeah, I mean... Uh, so that's the career that she's building off of. Gotta give it to her. She's a very talented songstress if she can write songs about whatever situation she happens to find herself in at the time. Exactly. And Grace is not as up-to-date on these seasons as I am. Regrettably. 
And a lot is going on right now in this season where they're all talking like a classic preview line is Bethany saying, life is not a cabaret. Oh, <laughs> And yelling God. at her. So I just tried to look up the lyrics to Feeling Giovanni. The very first two things that pop up, Luann Deliceps will ride her cabaret high horse. Thank you very much. Okay. And <laughs> R-N-O-N-Y. Butchered it. Butchered it. It literally says R-N-O-N-Y. That's not it. That's the Real Housewives. Anyway, <laughs> what's supposed to say, The Real Housewives of New York's Luann Deliceps addresses claims of out-of-control ego. Yes. See, that's what they're all talking about this season. Life is not a cabaret, according to Bethany, but it is a cabaret, according to Luann. And she is very full of herself. She's almost acting like, I would imagine... Stevie Nicks acted like once, like that main album of theirs hit. Yeah, except Stevie Nicks was on nonstop cocaine. Well, you know, Chic Say La <laughs> Anyway, Luann. Luann's on nonstop mimosas, it seems. Our hearts are with you, Luann. 100%, and I probably will want to see you in Piedmont. So, Aurora. Piedmont? <laughs> P-Town. Are you. Oh. My God, Piedmont is where there are hookers and where we're from. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see you on Piedmont Street, but I do want to see you in P-Town. Ooh, so would we be surprised? That if better we not saw... have been like a foreshadowing. <gasps> oh my God, a self-fulfilling tumble. prophecy. <laughs> not self, a, f- a housewife fulfilling well, prophecy. I don't know. You spoke some shit into existence. Well, hopefully there none also... of us end up on Piedmont. Yeah, there are also churches there. So if Luann ends up being there, then. Maybe she's out of meeting. Blessings. Doubtful. Chic c'est la Jesus. <laughs> okay, what else is happening? Um, So I know you don't keep up with them like I sure as hell do. I've literally seen all of their children be born, and I've been watching for 10 years ever since. The teen moms. Oh, I thought you were about to say the Kardashians, and I was about to be real upset. Um, you've kept up with them a lot more than... Yes. Anyway, yeah, the teen moms. Uh... <laughs> One of Taylor's favorites, Janelle. One of everyone's favorites. If you watch anything Teen Mom, even if you don't know Janelle Evans, you know about Keitha, you know about her mom, you know that she was smoking mad weed for a while, you know about Jace. did she leave her kid at home alone to go to a Kesha concert one time? No, she was on, like, trial or something, and she, I don't know for what, really, but... She was facing a lot of legal drama at that time, and she had to go get her hair braided, and she had to see a Kesha show, and that's something that I stand by to this Priorities. Point. It's a mood. It's something that I would totally just... That was a very inspirational moment oh for Janelle. Because I love a good show. <laughs> I also... I have heard that Kesha puts on a good show. Either way, she was like, fuck going to court. I've got to see Kesha. Yeah. But so anyway, Janelle is once again in hot waddies. And she has been anyway because her husband right now is crazy. Now, if you know Janelle at all, you know that she's never once dated a guy worth anyone's time. Every man she's ever been with, dated, slept with, had a kid with, everybody's always fucking hated. They're crazy. And I think for herself, she's been doing a lot better. She's not getting high anymore. Not even on weave. She let go of Kifa. She's moved onward and upward in a lot of ways, but she's with this, like, crazy confederate southerner who has a lot of guns. Say what you will. I'm not trying to be, like, problematic and saying that that's immediately an issue, but it is when you shoot your dog in your backyard. Yeah, he shot their <laughs> two-year-old dog for apparently nipping at their child. Though there's a video that shows that it was, like, not at all, like, threatening. Yikes. So there's video footage of the supposed attack against his daughter. Yeah. And it's Janelle's dog specifically. The way I read the story was like, that happened. He immediately took the dog out back and said to her, don't come out here. Your dog is dead because he shot it like within moments. Oh my God. Yeah. That is horrendous. Mind you, he was already kicked off of Teen Mom last season. Mm -hmm. I have Because he said a bunch of problematic stuff about gay people. There, he's constantly waving a Confederate flag and pictures and like shirts and shit, and said some racist stuff too. He has threatened the producers of the show to where Janelle barely was on this past season because he makes it so difficult for her to film. Which, keep in mind, people like say what you will about them. This is her only f- source of income. Yeah, it has been since I don't know two thousand eight, two thousand seven. I would yeah. say. 
and he does not work. And she was pulling in six figures a season. 100%. And And her mom was on it too. And so MTV just formally cut their ties with her because of this whole incident with the dog. They don't trust him. They're fearful that he has these guns on his property and is so threatening. And they said that one time Janelle threatened to shoot them all up too. So that's why they were like all the more ready. Like they basically were like, we don't trust him at all. And we're not necessarily like willing to trust her either so and of course like she took some time from him left for like a weekend is back with him yeah so all like mtv formally cutting the ties over the dog i see has sparked a huge debate on twitter not debate so much as just people commenting and saying like you know these fucking producers which boils down to white people will do anything when an animal is injured yes but nothing if people are injured and you know there are a lot of people saying that janelle has been a negligent parent that mtv is super irresponsible for even continuing to showcase this stuff well this is another thing about mtv too whenever like especially in older episodes with janelle specifically let's say that there's some sort of like alluding to domestic violence in some way at the end of every episode they'll post like a disclaimer like psa if you or anyone you know is struggling with sex- substance abuse, if you or anyone you know is struggling with domestic violence, if you or anyone you know is struggling with, like, thoughts of suicide, they'll always do one of these, like, PSA-type things at yeah. the end of their episodes, put a number up for you to call. So I find it very hilarious because, I'm sorry, if any out of all of her relationships, this one specifically to me screams domestic violence. She seems very controlled. She has no friends. She's stuck in this crazy house with this confederate who just killed her fucking dog and they want to cut ties and know that she's going to be trapped with this person. Yeah. With no And cameras. at the end of the day, whether or not you like the girl, she gave you mad money. She is the most known teen mom of that that specific group because there's the OGs and then there's the teen mom twos. <laughs> is she and an OG? She's a two. Oh, I thought she was an OG. No, she is in my eyes, but... And, you know, I think that there definitely is a debate to be had about the responsibility of showing this kind of stuff. Because well, reality I think, and being present as a crew on reality type sets. Yeah, but I think just like Teen Mom as a concept when it first came out, like I remember people were so disgusted by I it. Know. But I thought there was so much value in showcasing that because I learned you know, so people much from can it. really glamorize pregnancy and like having a child mm-hmm. and Especially now in this social media age, it's so easy to see people's uh, We were friends peaks. with the teen mother, shout out to her, and none of that was glamorous. And we got to see firsthand a lot of what maybe we wouldn't have had we not been friends with somebody who personally went through it. And plus, watching the show, you get to see that not everything is fucking roses. Yeah. And, you know, in an isolating situation like being a teen mom or being in a domestically violent relationship or struggling with substance abuse anything like that that they cover on this show yeah i think it's important for people to see that when because those are situations where if you're isolated from the general population in terms of what it is that you're going through it's so important for you to see that to see that you're not the only one who's going through it that you're not alone they literally cover everything and like i said when i started talking about all this just now I've literally watched these people have these kids for... I've watched them all grow up for 11 years. So, like... That's wild. It's wild. I've been a part of all of these kids' lives in my eyes. Yeah. (laughs) As a viewer, for this many years, it's crazy. I've seen them all grow up. Yeah. But it's like... And the moms, too. But it's like, what is gonna happen to janelle now that you know i don't know she's gonna be i think that she she left it very open-ended i saw she did one of the most pcs interviews i've ever seen her do (laughs) where she was ringing indict i love mtv like i would always work with mtv in the future of course you would janelle get rid of that disgusting racist she always can find a new man toodles I can't believe it. Maybe she should look somewhere. And she's paying for everything. That blows my mind. The mom is Barbara, if you know Barbara at all. She's just like a ride or die. And she freaking hates David, but has recently like rebonded with the daughter, Janelle. And she was just very concerned that she would lose her income and her source of like everything. Parents. And Barbara was like, I'm not leaving the show. Oh my God, what, is she going to stay on so as like I don't a de facto know. grandmother? Maybe because, think about it this way, the grandmother, Barbara, has custody of Janelle's oldest son, Jace, 
So not only was Janelle making money for herself, but her mom being a part of it too was making money all the more for Jace and her. So yikes. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot. And trust and believe I'll be watching. Yeah. But also got to ask Janelle, are you dead ass? Is your husband dead ass? Is David dead ass is 100%. (laughs) Is that dog dead ass? Like, oh my God. No, the dog's just dead. I know. And that's awful. Like, that's traumatizing. Yeah. If anyone did anything to my dog, I think I would turn into John Wick. Especially, like, it's not like he just brought it to, like, a pound, like, Lucy, Juicy, Apple Goosey, or whatever. (laughs) From Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That whole drama going on on that with Vanderpump Dogs and how Dorit, like, returned the dog to a kill shelter. That's one fucking thing. Bringing a dog to a pound and being like, someone else deal with this nippy little thing. To take your dog out back and shoot it in a matter of five minutes... There's no options left. Yeah. Of what you want to do. That's crazy. I mean... That's very controlling. I guess that's just cutting out the middle step of having to go to a kill shelter. Mm. Sure, for a second. I I am not advocating for any kind of animal murder. No, whether it be through one of those or in general. But... (sighs) Horrendous. Horrendous. On a lighter note, or is it lighter... I don't know. What are we talking about next? Mel Gibson's comeback. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, fuck Mel Gibson, dude. I mean, like, okay, so it has come out that Mel Gibson is, I don't know, gonna play fucking Santa Claus. And I think what the movie is called is Fat Man. First off, what market is there out there that, like, someone was desperate for a Mel Gibson portrayal of Santa? I don't know. Oh, my God. But, like, wasn't he also <coughs> already in a Christmas movie? He was in... Was it Daddy's, Daddy's Home, Home too? Yes. And was that a Christmas theme? Kind of, yes. So okay. maybe they're only letting him do Christ-related things. Because remember... Why, because he's a raging anti-Semite? No, hello, the passion! Yeah, but I'm saying he can only do Christ-related things because he's an anti-Semite. Yes, I guess. I don't know. No offense. Play rowdy Santa Claus in Fat Man. I oh my god. I can't. So believe the this. reason why this is something like that we'd even want to touch upon. Fuck Mel Gibson. First and foremost. Number one. If people recall, and if not, then like do yourself a favor and look it up because as awful and horrific as all the things he spewed were, they were also very comedic. He went on a crazy racist tirade. What year was that? Are you looking it up? Ugh, no. Where he called reading, a cop sugar tits and all this stuff. I was reading about Fat Man. Oh my god. Hold on. I'll look it up. And like abused his wife who like had just had their baby. She was like a young Russian or something who was just like trapped in this Mel Gibson ass trauma. He made the passion of the Christ. I think he like lost his ever living like Gentile mind. Oh my god, I googled Mel Gibson cop and everything that came up was lethal weapon. Ugh, my god, I forget he was in that. Do I really ha- I really have to search Mel Gibson cop sugar, sugar tits. tits? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, TMZ says, Mel Gibson, I never said sugar tits. It's recorded! Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck TMZ too. But you know what, and, uh, this is no excuse, but I will say, I think Mel Gibson's first problem, besides all the racist craziness going on, is that he was an alcoholic. No one needs to know you're a racist if you don't get wasted and go rant on rants that are recorded. Ugh. His net worth is still $425 million. For what? Lethal Weapon? Uh, How I much mean, did he make on Passion of the Christ? Please don't act like Lethal Weapon wasn't an iconic movie, though. Worth that much? My ass. 40 maybe. Let's In see. that same regard, then Chris Tucker should be worth 300000 for all the rush hours. You mean $300 million? Yes. He probably is. Maybe he is. <laughs> you know, mm, we're going to have to talk about Chris Tucker sometime for taking rides on Jeffrey Epstein's airplane. I know. Plus, I've always, I've been wanting to know what's going on with Chris Tucker because he's such a great Michael impersonator. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shimon Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Controversies. Uh, Glad accused Gibson of homophobia as far back as 1991. Big surprise. Uh, Lord knows if you hate somebody, you hate him for years. Yep. Let's see. Oh, 
1999, when asked about the comments, the uh, homophobic comments that he had made to a magazine, Gibson said, I shouldn't have said it, but I was tickling a bit of vodka during that interview, and the quote came back to bite me on the ass. Okay, so case in point. Uh, Yeah. And that, to me, just says, I still believe these things, but I just didn't have the wherewithal. To not speak on them. Yeah. Like, that's not, I regret what I said. And whoopsies, some truth came out that I feel. Let's see. uh, July 2010, he had been recorded during a phone call with his wife suggesting that if she got raped by a pack of N-words with a hard R, she would be to blame. Uh, Which... I'm so, how is this cop and sugar tits thing not involved in his Wikipedia controversies? He probably had it scrubbed. What, he can't get everything else scrubbed then? Like, So you found the transcript of his arrest? Yes. It's um, via the Los Angeles Times. And it says, The Celebrity News website published a portion of actor-director Mel Gibson's arrest report on suspicion of drunk driving. Um, so I don't know. It's starting on page five. Let's see. He was cooperative with the field investigation. His conduct began to change when I advised him he was being detained or arrested for drunk driving. He became increasingly belligerent as he took stock of his predicament. He angrily stated, everything's profanity redacted. My life is profanity redacted. Gibson became fixated on his notoriety and concerned that this incident was going to be publicized. Uh, We had to put him into the backseat of the patrol car. If he he were, attempted to escape. If you remain cooperative, I wouldn't handcuff him. He quickly turned and bolted towards his own vehicle and said, I'm not going to get into your car. <laughs> Gibson's belligerent attitude um, continued with him yelling out profanities, calling me you mother effer. I'm going to profanity redacted you. So I'm going to assume that says I'm going to kill you. You're going to regret you ever did this to me. While en route to the sheriff's whatever, his conduct remained insane. <laughs> he continually threatened me saying he owns Malibu. <laughs> oh my God. And will spend all his money to, in quotes, get even with me. Then he blurted out a barrage of anti-Semitic remarks about, about- the fucking Jews. <laughs> the Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world. Gibson then asked, are you a Jew? Oh my God. Gibson's conduct concerned and frightened me to a point. I called ahead to the station requesting a sergeant meet the arrival of my patrol car in the station parking lot. Uh, yada, yada. They found a bottle of tequila. Uh, they tried to capture any belligerent conduct. Tape recorded the chemical test, breath test Gibson performed, uh, the booking that followed. Gibson displayed continued belligerent conduct and mood swings in which he cooperated by completing the breath test but refused to provide any booking information or sign any document. Yet, though, we've still not found the sugar tits comment. This is the same cop I'm going to assume he called sugar tits. Yes. Mel Gibson, sugar Sugar tits. tits. (laughs) I honestly need to just start saying profanity redacted. Now, this is um, in conjunction with he got caught with a bunch of recorded tapes by that wife. We should find those, too, where he said a bunch of crazy shit to this wife on recording that just had his brand new baby. Let's see. I just found a Gawker article. R.I.P. Gawker forever. For real. Uh, All the terrible things Mel Gibson has said on the record. And it just starts (laughs) off with, Mel Gibson allegedly ranted against wetbacks on tape. Previous tirades include the N-word and anti-Semitism. Wouldn't it be nice if you could read every single terrible thing Gibson has said all in one place? Look no further. Updated with more quotes. Yes. We've (laughs) we've compiled the Bible of terrible Mel Gibson quotes. (laughs) And Mel Gibson loves Bibles because, quote, there is no salvation for those outside the church. Oh. My God, he's such a Catholic. I know. Give me like a break. The worst kind. Let's see. Uh, phone conversation with ex-girlfriend Oksana Grigoriva yes. about okay, an employee. I will report her to the fucking people that take fucking money from the wetbacks. Uh, what group is that? <laughs> uh, that is... Formerly what? The smallpox blanket? Like a clocks? No... <laughs> wetbacks are uh, a very horribly racist for phrase what, Mexicans? for Mexicans. Um, I just want, as a disclaimer, I just want to let everyone know I am deeply uncomfortable with saying this shit, but... It's a quote. Yeah. Uh, fuck Mel Gibson is what I'm trying to say. Uh, okay, you look like a fucking pig in heat, and if you get raped by a pack of 
redacted, extremely <laughs> redacted, it will be your fault. Uh, I'm, I'm going to come and burn the fucking house down, but you will blow me first. What? You, yep. I think this is all on the same conversation with his girlfriend. Yes. Uh, she deserved it. Fucking Jews. The Jews are responsible for all the world's wars in the world. Are you a Jew? What do you think you're looking at, sugar tits? To a female police officer during a 2006 DUI arrest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to kill him. I want his intestines on a stick. I want to kill his dog. So David and Mel, why yeah. don't you give me call each other On call? New York Times reporter Frank Rich, who criticized the passion of the Christ... Mel Gibson said this to the New Yorker in 2003. Look what you did to me. Look what you are. Look what every part of you is. Fucking fake. Fucking fake. You're the most synthetic person. Who the fuck are you? Oh my. Oh shit. They have what he said about the gays. Oh. (sighs) Mel. They take it up the ass. Laughs. Stands up. Bends over. Points to anus. This is only for taking a shit. To Spanish newspaper El País when asked what he thinks of gays in 1991. El País. Yes. Uh, With this look, who's going to think I'm gay? I don't (laughs) lend myself to that type of confusion. Do I look like a homosexual? Do I talk like them? Do I move like them? (gasps) And then... sure as hell don't move like them. So that was in the same El País interview. Then, this is going to be the last... I'm going to wrap it up with this one. To Playboy in 1995 about whether he'd issue an apology to gays and lesbians is glad recommended. I'll apologize when hell freezes over. They can fuck off. (laughs) Mel Gibson is one of the most... a subhuman. Wildly problematic pieces of shit. And And now... what? What does Danny Glover think about all of this? You know what? We gotta leave Danny Glover alone. I love him. No, I know, but it's like, hello, you're a part of this franchise with each other. All of a sudden, he's saying all these hard at yeah, words. Yeah, but because he knew this white guy back in the 90s doesn't know No, it was that- probably like late 80s, too. Yeah. Wicked early. Well, either way, I don't think that any black no man necessarily needs to try to educate a fucking racist piece of shit. No, I just would love if Danny Clover came out and was like, fuck Mel Gibson. Dude, Danny Clover is fighting for other things. I remember a couple years ago, he got arrested in France outside of the headquarters of Sodexo, which is this horrible food service. I know. That was (laughs) my college food service that fucking sucked. Corey worked for them. They blow. They blow. Danny Glover got arrested protesting them, so he is forever All a hero right, bless, in my eyes. Bless. Save some future call. I mean, I don't exactly know what it was he was protesting. I just assumed that it was their horrendous the quality. food. <laughs> Presumably, I'm sure they had, like, horrendous business practices, too, but I don't know. But anyway, so Mel Gibson. So you're welcome, everybody, for this lesson on how garbage Mel Gibson is. Subhuman... Support him if if it's absolutely, like, vital to your life to go see Fat Man, then I guess do that, but think of all the things that he's just said. From the two lines I read in an article about what this movie is about, it's some dark, darkly humorous Christmas movie and something to do with a hitman. I don't know. It sounds like trash. And honestly, anyone who makes a dark comedy Christmas movie besides Billy Bob Thornton can fuck off. 100%. He, ugh. And he can do very little wrong in my eyes. Yeah, but like Wear Tim Allen. Wear Angelina's blood and go do what you gotta do. Tim Allen, bye. Fuck him. Bye. He's so lucky he was ever a voice in Toy Story because besides that, he can really rot. Yeah. Home improvement, <laughs> boo. Home disprovement. <laughs> Gross. I can't remember what other Christmas movies are, but I'm sure there are some horrendous ones. Exactly. I just keep thinking about Bad Santa. Yeah. By far the best one. Should we talk about the garbage people wore to the Met Gala? Ugh. Yes. I want to say, as someone who has just in the last two weeks become a fan of the Avengers, I want to know what the fuck Bella Hadid was thinking wearing all those Infinity Stones on her dress. Uh, she was not one of my favorite dress. First off, let's talk about what camp is or is not. Now, first and foremost, I'm no, like, drag queen enthusiast, know-it-all. Like, I just, I love RuPaul from afar. I love a good, like, costuming. Okay, you're starting to sound like Mel Gibson. What? I'm just saying, I don't know it all. <laughs> I love RuPaul from afar. I'm just, I'm not somebody who is 
dressing full up in drag. I don't know what that all entails. I know that it takes a lot to get as glammed as they do. My glam right now, if anyone could see what I'm wearing right now, it's like, let's be fucking real. So (laughs) 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 that's what I'm trying to say. But camp, I guess, is like a huge commitment to like being extra is what I looked at. Yeah. And I think that I had read that it's, um, it was originally created as like a statement against the bourgeoisie. Like uh, the people in the lower echelons of society were kind of vulgarizing the excesses yeah. of the higher class. It's very entwined in like LGBT community. Yeah. I mean, it was created by black drag queens. Exactly. Essentially. Come on. So that like thought in mind, the most like extra, like overly done, like glam to fucking back, like committing to like a s- costume story. <laughs> Bella Hadid brought absolutely garbage to the party in my eyes. Yeah. I'm t- Even though I hate country, you know who really committed in my eyes? Casey Musgraves. I love her. I love that Barbie Luke. I love her. That Moschino. Yeah. But also, Kim you, should give, like shit. you should give Casey Musgraves a chance. Well, let's, you know, another episode. It's let's, golden hour, bitch. Well, you know, sometimes maybe I will, but... Yeah. Kim Kardashian, I'm sick of I seeing... I liked her second look, not her first. I don't even know if I saw her second look, but I'm just sick of seeing her wear, like, latex bodycon bullshit. And her body looked weird. Sorry. Yeah. I heard that it took three people to get her... Into uh, that? Yeah. I believe it. And, I mean, the effect was kind of cool. So she had on this, like, nude bodycon dress with, like, these crystals that were hanging off that were supposed to look like raindrops. So it looked like she was Certain walking pictures, through it rain. it cooler than it did. Yeah. Kanye showed up wearing a fucking Dickies jacket. And Frank Ocean did no better. Yeah. He wore a Prada. He looked like a valet driver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But, I yeah, just... Kanye looked like shit. Yeah. Con- I thought Kendall and Kylie looked good. I thought they looked Kendall like irritates me. They looked like dumb and dumber. Of course. Uh also like Daphne and she Velma. She posted that herself. Kendall posted that herself. Oh my god, she's such a drip though. I know, exactly. Well, uh, she irritates uh, me. Yeah, but Daphne Kylie and Velma was gonna too. wear those sleeves or a headpiece, and I kinda wish she wore the headpiece. It was all those purple feathers. Yeah. I liked a lot of people's second looks more than their first. Oh my god, one of my favorites was Dua Lipa, and you know I stand for her. I know forever. she looked great. I swear to God, I feel like there are no actual fans of her around and it pisses me off because people shit on her all the time. And then they were like, oh, she actually looks good. I'm like, yeah, hello, she's beautiful, but also she has style. And I don't know, that outfit just served me like 60s realness. Mm. Lupita Nyong'o looked amazing. Amazing. Janelle Monet. Michael B. Jordan looked amazing, but when doesn't he sex on a fucking hot steaming stick? For real. So Janelle Monet had that yeah, Christian Siriano. Yeah, and the thing is that like with her, she goes for like shock value so often that I'm almost desensitized to it. It was like her any other day. Yeah, like I feel like I've I. You know, I'll give Christian Siriano his credit. I love him. I have been a fan of his since he was originally on Project Runway. So, Jared Leto is so hot, but I'm all set with your extra head. Wait, no, I wasn't done about Janelle Monae, though. I feel like I've seen her in that very stark black and white outfit with, like, a... Not a fucking fedora, but oversized hat. I don't know. I just feel like this is... Didn't she have makeup on one side? I don't know. But it just... It seemed... Like, I have seen this look from her before. Yeah, I mean, she looks great. When doesn't she look great? But, I don't know. It was very Mad Hattery. Yes. Especially because she had, like, three hats on. Okay, so this is also worth talking about because Lindsay Lohan took a shit on it. (gasps) Zendaya? I love her. Okay, Zendaya? Zendaya had this gorgeous, light-up, LED, Cinderella-esque dress. And she had a total, like, fairy. Ha-ha. With her that, like, did a little magic on her and, like, jazzed up her dress and turned it on. Yeah. She basically had, like, a Fairy scientific electrical dress. Um, you know, she really did it to perfection because her handbag was, like, a little bedazzled coach like Cinderella had ridden in. And at one point, she left her glass slipper on the pink carpet. Yeah. Like, she, she, really she played it to perfection. But Lindsay Lohan... Miss talk out my ass, just I don't know, was hating from outside of the club. 
for real, in her fake ass accent. Who knows what country she was from that day. Honest to God. But so Lindsay had left an Instagram comment about how Claire Danes had done this and had done it better. So in 2016, Claire Danes also had a light up dress, but hers was with fiber optics, I believe. So it was like a different, it was this gorgeous Zach Posen dress. I think, I forget what award show she wore it at, but it was stunning. And they were similar thematically, but that was about not at all. Yeah. Like the fact that it lit up was about where it ended. Uh, and Lindsay Lohan talked a whole bunch of shit saying that Claire Danes had worn this dress first Ooh, oh, Claire Danes wore it to the Met Gala. Yeah. But even still, like I said. I mean, they don't look alike at all. They, they just don't. They light up. Yeah. And thematically. Katy Perry, I'm sorry, I'm just going through what's going on. Yeah. She looked horrific. Katy Perry, d- did you see her second outfit too? No. Okay, Katy Perry's number one outfit was literally a chandelier. Uh, I want to know how heavy it was. Yeah. <laughs> You know, no one's, like, begging Katy Perry to come through with the hot, like, fashion takes. But I gotta give it to her. She's always willing to look like an idiot. And someone actually had pulled up the receipts of, like, what her camp inspiration had been. And it was someone who was dressed like a chandelier in, I don't know, some fucking 1949 movie or whatever. Yeah, Jared Leto, creepy. Glad he was able to... The kid from Big Daddy, one of the big... Cole Sprouse? Yes, I loved him. Who's he dating? Is it Lily Reinhardt? I think that that's her name, and they looked really cute as a couple. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Oh, my God. I didn't even know she was there. Wolfington Oh, goodbye. Jones. Yeah. That looks like the worst version of Gwen Stefani in 1998. <laughs> Tired, dirty. Yeah. Orange Oops. eyebrows. Oh, my God. She looked horrendous. Um, There were some definite snoozers, like Tom and Giselle. Are people that are going to look good no matter what the fuck they wear. And there was not on theme. Yeah. It's like Giselle, of course, wore a beautiful gown. I don't even remember it. Tom Brady wore... A red, I think. Burgundy. Burgundy velvet suit, which on any other occasion, let's be real. Yeah. I mean, he's not really my type, but yeah, I got it. Oh my god. I know. Everybody loves him. Don't roll your eyes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's not my type. He's too But you can't normal. objectively deny his beauty. He's perfectly fine looking. Oh my god. You know what I like and what I like about what I like. I know, but you also were talking about how Justin Bieber is your ultimate hall pass. And he is an exception. He's short and blonde. I mean, hello, that's so far from what I normally like. Anyway, other <laughs> snoozers. Um, one of the best tweets I've ever seen in my life was about Remy Malik, who wore a black yes. suit, and someone, I think it was the Kate Bush Stan account, had tweeted, Remy Malik put as much effort into his outfit as he did to denying or denouncing <laughs> Brian Singer. You really yeah. hate to see it. And I agree. You know who I really thought brought the heat? Who? French Montana. He went, like... He was there? A baby, like glam yeah looks great great lineup everything mm. and i really thought like Jayla looked great her body looks sick yeah but i feel like she's always sticking out that one leg for everyone to see it's like we get it i know and like honestly it's not the 1999 vma dress so don't, <laughs> don't go fucking flipping out i know someone said that she should have gone as trey parker who had gone to the oscars as her that would have been that would have been camp um Gigi Hadid I think did a pretty good job and she had like yes. individual feathers applied to her eyelashes. Yeah, that, that shit was really wild. Cool. Um who oh my god, how have we had this conversation at all without talking about Billy Porter? Yes. I loved him. But someone said that it looked like a golden snitch and I couldn't believe <gasps> that. Oh, it definitely did. <laughs> yeah, it oh definitely no. Did. Oh no. <laughs> like i love harry potter so i don't care yeah <laughs> but, it but totally still oh like, no oh crikey like where was your seeker oh my god who else was there Haley bieber i thought looked great i don't think it was necessarily camp but she looked really good yeah but also why emphasize how small your ass is with that thong i don't know I, the thing that i imagine can't... that with like a butt i yes but i do like that she's not giving into the fake butt injection same shit me too because you know she's on thin ice with me yeah 
daily. Oh my god. <laughs> no, we stand Haley Bieber. Today. This side of the table stands Haley Bieber. Well, I'll let everybody know that I have a deep, deep love for Dustin Bieber. And I'm one wrong so move. So do I, but you know, I've never talked to Selena Gomez again. When were you ever a fan of Selena Gomez? I really don't talk to Patty Millette, Justin Bieber's mom, so (laughs) thin ice. Taylor also has a deep abiding hate for Patty Millette. Yeah. Um, I don't trust her. She's going to be one of our guests soon. Patty Millette? (laughs) Yeah, I've been DMing her on Instagram. Well, (laughs) she better come correct. Oh my god. No, just kidding. She's a total snoozer, too. Yeah, for real. Um, On a side note, I saw someone had posted something about Selena Gomez the other day and then saw that she had posted that she was in the studio and she made the caption, Studio Girl. Um, I'm sorry. No one's waiting for that. Yeah, like, your songs songs are on par with The Countess. Honestly, worse. Ugh, yeah. I can't even think of one song that she had. Her voice, it's just, it's so breathy and annoying. We do not stand Selena Gomez. Never will, never have. I'm all set. Goodbye. Bye. Had enough. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of music, though, uh, Justin Bieber himself actually mm. came out with a new song today. And has been coming out hard on social media in general. Yeah. To the point where it's a little annoying. Like, I get it, bro. I don't care. That's the song. I don't care. Like, and we get that it was coming out. He was really hyping it up. Especially after he had kind of, like, told us all he wasn't going to be doing music for a while. Yeah. So that was, like, a playing with my heartstrings and, like, <laughs> Tear- a, little, a, a little tearing up my heart. Yeah. And he honestly, like, brought it with a, a hit in my eyes. Yeah. I'm sure that we're all going to be real sick of this song in about yes. two months. Because it's, it's very radio play. Yeah. And I, you know, that seems to be his steez. He hasn't released an album since November of 2015. I will patiently wait until the cows come home, but it just always seems like he's always fucking with us and ready to release a song right at the beginning of the summer, Mm -hmm. just so, because he knows it is going to be a summer banger. So, like, was it last summer or the one before? I think the one before with what that... I'm the one? No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, Despacito was two years ago. Last year was the DJ Khaled, Quavo... Was Chance the Rapper in it? I'm mm-hmm. the one. That song bangs. It does bang. I love it, but got sick of it pretty fucking soon. Despacito, it, though, honestly bangs. Still. Ugh, it's just like hot adobo on my private. I know, but I wish that he actually had learned <laughs> learned to speak Spanish for it. I know, but because, you know what? He spoke enough. No, but do you remember there was like a video of him and he got flamed? Honestly, he's getting flamed all the time. But no, he I got flamed remember. because he's like... And everyone was like, what? (laughs) It was horrendous. No, I don't remember that, but whatever. That's how I sing along to it anyway. Yeah, but you're not the artist. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, my God. The beat is what makes it. His voice is just like hot butter with saison. Yeah. So we get it, Justin. So Tay and I had seen him at his last tour. It was the purpose tour that followed his album purpose so he released the album in november of 2015 and then we saw him in may of 2016 which i cannot believe was already three years ago at this point but seriously you know he had gone through a bit of a rough patch too and purpose seemed to be oh god don't need to get into that right now (laughs) but justin had gone through a rough patch and purpose seemed to be his resurgence but wasn't there some kind of turbulence that we were worried that he was going to call off the show? I think he yes, had canceled all the meet had, and greets. Well, we had been watching his footage from Justin Bieber crew, shout out to them, on Twitter. And he had looked absolutely like like a droid. He was like zombified on stage. Yeah, he there was happy. no passion. Like was, He was dead behind the it eyes, was a total DBE. Very mechanical. But Very, like, also, remember when they had announced the tour, they were selling, like, VIP meet-and-greet yeah, packages, and then, those. like, a month before the tour started, he said that he was going to cancel that, yeah. and was still going to do the tour just because meeting that many people and all those it people all having draining. expectations just completely drained him of his energy. And Which like, makes very much sense. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding? I deal with three in people the- in a day, and I'm like, I need to go home and lay in bed for 12 hours. And I didn't meet him at all in the moment he hit the stage. I literally started sobbing. <laughs> so, like... Yeah. Just meeting me at that show would have been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I 
was working the tour and like oh my god <laughs> this fucking bitch okay so we actually decided to buy merch that night i bought a shirt that has bieber's face on it where honest to god he looks like katie lang but <laughs> i still wear it all the time it's one of my favorite shirts yeah it's hot fire yeah <laughs> taylor bought a fake vip like crew Fake? member pass and just went around that entire night telling me that she was on the clock and that uh i was disrupting the show or whatever didn't let the on the cliggity stop for the rest of the weekend yeah i was on the clock even after he left our town yeah as far as i'm concerned you're still on the clock security and that was me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he had kind of taken a break after that tour and i don't know was going through some more shit he got married last summer very quickly yeah to Haley quickly for me Haley baldwin that which is why i was on the fence which is why she's on thin ice yeah but she seems to actually be making him pretty happy and seem and he seems via his like most recent resurgence on social media to be more like the Justin that you might remember from one of his, or from both of his... Um, Concert movies? Yes, exactly. Love them. When he was, like, very silly and very... Yeah, like a little prankster. Almost very a la Old very, Britney versus New Britney. Oh, my God. Okay. We... I know. I'm let's just dive into that in a moment. One thing, was it Justin himself had posted a picture of him and Kyle Massey the other day? Kyle Massey from That's So Raven fame. Yes, they were best friends. Yeah. And Hot Tea, well, from like two years ago, uh, one of my best friends worked at a restaurant out in LA. And through a perfect confluence of events, uh, they ended up hosting a party that Justin was at. And he and Kyle Massey got into like a nut tap fight, I think. (laughs) With each other, or I thought yes. this was somebody else. No, they were, like, fighting with each other and, like, being rowdy as shit. Yeah, was that, like, when he peed in the bucket in the back? No, oh my god, that was a different time. Oh my god, he's been so controversial throughout his young life. I know. So, besides Justin Bieber, uh, Miley Cyrus has some new music coming out. She's promoting herself as, she is coming! And I cannot wait. Bangers is... One of my favorite albums, my favorite times in recent times. Yeah. Miley Cyrus's 2013 album, Bangers with a Z. Yeah. First of all, there has never been a truer album title uh, that refers to the quality of the music besides maybe Thriller because that entire yeah. album is thrilling. Yeah. Bangers. And Mike Will made it. Yes. Did he ever. Yeah. So, Bangers was arguably one of the most transformative albums that we have ever listened to. And one of the best pop albums, like truly pop of all time. Yeah. Of all time. So much of it. So that whole album came about (coughs) because uh, Miley Cyrus, you know, years ago, had been dating Liam Hemsworth when they both starred in the movie The Last Song. Mm. Never saw it. Same season. They had, (laughs) like, just one of the best-looking couples, I think, of all time. Uh, but and he then tried to play around on her ass. Yeah, they broke up. It got real fucking messy, and she, she was heartbroken. And pen to paper, made an album. One of the best albums of all time, and mm. it was such a fuck you to Liam Hemsworth for so long. There's like, even a song called "F You." Yeah, but Wrecking Ball. I remember even Jennifer Lawrence when they were filming The Hunger Games. She had like given some interview saying that like when Liam was being a dick to her one day, she started singing Wrecking Ball, and he got pissed and like walked out. <laughs> Ooh, she flamed him. Yeah. So you know, Miley was really going through it. She, <laughs> she wrote that album. She was like using a lot of dildo imagery and like was super her into smoking out a weed. Lot. Yeah, that was. Also, during the time when uh, everyone was making fun of her, saying that, like, her ass looked like a chicken thigh and everything Mm -hmm. when she performed at the VMAs with Robin Thicke. Yeah. That was a mess. I mean, Miley was messy for a while, but honestly, I was so there for it. Then she, like, did some more recent music where, like, I can't speak to it fully because I didn't, like, like it. (laughs) 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 But it was, like, very Jolene in an open field, like... Dolly Why are you saying that like it's a bad thing? No, I'm just saying it was it was nothing like bangers, I should say. Yeah. That's how I should describe it. Yeah. I was looking for some more like fuck you pop. 
and some like hard banging beat like SMS bangers and I was getting some ethereal like hippy dippy butterfly wing. But it also coincided with the fact that she and Liam had gotten yeah. back together. Like that song Malibu or whatever. Yeah. It was too I remember, like, lovey. I think I just saw something that that song came out like two years ago and it feels like not that long ago that that happened. We have been without New Miley for a long time. Too long. I mean, there now was... she's happily married though, and she's like, and supposedly Mark, Mark Ronson is yes. producing her shit, which Ooh. is yeah, game changer, Intriguing. dude. Which I think, like you know that song, nothing breaks like a heart. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah, and that's a banger. And uh, I had just been playing for Tay a little while ago uh, a snippet of Miley's new song, Bad Karma. And it sounds which very... Sounds, it's like a little country twangy, but like with some pop elements, at least in the Probably 20s. Probably a perfect marriage for the type of artist she is. Yeah. It's like great 20 second snippet that I heard. And I cannot wait for that song to come out. Uh, and we all know that she has been riding hard for Billy Ray Cyrus with his number one Old Town Road remix. Exactly. Shout out to the Cyruses. For real. But not Trace. Or Noah. Yeah. Or Tish. Um, okay. Tish. Yeah. That's one of the moms that I'm not mad at, really. But shout out to Miley and Billy Ray, always. 1,000. Uh, but yeah, I'm wicked excited that Mark Ronson is producing her shit. For anyone who doesn't know, Mark Ronson is an iconic, iconic producer. Yes. He worked with Amy Winehouse. He's produced a couple of hits for Bruno Mars. He just did the shallow shit with Lady Gaga. Yep, works with Lady Gaga a bunch. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about her at the Met Gala, which honestly is fine. I feel like I've seen that from her a thousand times before. And was it you that showed me the thing where it was like, oh, I thought I've seen this outfit before and it was Britney's old Gimme More VMA performance loop? Yes. Wait. Which... When she came out, I was like, uh. Yeah. (laughs) No offense, girl. Oh, yeah, Britney, we ride for you. Britney Spears today, actually, her... Okay, so we were going to try not to dive too deeply into this, but about an hour ago, Pacific time, uh, Britney Spears' most recent conservatorship hearing started. (gasps) Yeah. So I'm going to light some sage on a bitch. Yeah. If everyone could just send their best to Britney Spears... By the time this is released, we may or may not know what is going on with all of that. And maybe we'll have more to speak on it, too, to give people a little bit more of an update. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, my we God. We haven't really wanted to dive too deep into it because we feel like a lot of podcasts have done it. And it's just, it's so much. And it's very personal, too. And I don't want to, knowing me, make these wild claims. Yeah. So, basically... Cliff's notes of what's been going on is that uh, everyone, I'm sure, remembers the insane press coverage of and has seen the memes of, if Britney can survive 2007, I can survive today. You know, she was going through a turbulent time, which would have been turbulent for literally anybody, let alone the most famous person in the world. Exactly. But anyway. A young mother, new mother of two. It seems like there was this coordinated effort to... Uh, get her place in a 5150 involuntary hold. Um, and her father orchestrated a conservatorship to place Brittany under. Um, a conservatorship is a legal, legal designation that's generally reserved for people in comas or with dementia. Uh, most recently, John Singleton, the director, had had a stroke and fallen into a coma for 12 days before his family took him off life support. So there was a, a conservatorship effort during that time. But Britney Spears is fully functional and with it and performing nonstop. And has worked since that went into place. Yeah, and makes a ton of money for other people, but is not legally allowed to make any of her own decisions. Spend that money how she wants. She gets an allowance every week, apparently. Um, one of the podcasts that we have alluded to that has covered it, Eat, Pray, Britney... Put it in the most stark terms that I have not been able to get off my mind, that Britney is legally not even allowed to accept iTunes terms and conditions. Yeah. Because she is not legally designated as a person with her own agency. She has no competence. So. Deemed in the court. Yeah. So she has been under that for 11 years. Uh, There has been a lot of controversy around all of this lately. And, you know, 
Fan theories are running wild. Her team seems to be doing a lot of spin and just trying to make and it seem messy like... Messy scrambling. Yeah, and make it seem like everything is fine and there's nothing to worry about and the conservatorship isn't to be questioned and blah, blah, blah. And so a hearing that was set for August was suddenly, in the last few weeks, moved up to today. Uh, and I will say, out of everything that's going on, her pictures, her eyes look a little bit more lifelike. Ugh. I love Britney Spears so much. Ditto. It cannot be overstated. So. She's a star of our time. She's our Madonna. Yeah. And honestly, fuck Madonna. I don't think I that she's she was that never, talented. Madonna wasn't on it. But you know what? My Aunt Joanne loves Madonna, so I get it. The, yeah. There are a lot of people whose opinions I respect who love Madonna. Well, but from that, like, that would have been her equivalent, honestly. Yeah, exactly. And, like. I understand objectively that they do love Madonna, but I'm just saying I think that it is trash. Uh, the only music Madonna has ever made that I have liked <laughs> was Music of the Sun. I believe, or no, Ray, uh, of Light. Ray of Light. Yeah, it's a banger. Frozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the song music. Yeah. And I love her songs with Britney. That's true. Oh, man. But if everyone... Okay, Madonna is honestly like... No. I, I will not. Madonna. I will not ever concede that. I don't like her arms, and I don't like her freak English accent. What about her new ass? I don't like any of Have that. Have you seen it? And I don't like when she took it looks over like that speech on the VMAs. It, oh, about Aretha Franklin? Mm. Her new ass looks like they sliced off the weirdest looking parts of Black China and just, like, glued it to Madonna. I don't like... I've never liked Madonna's ass. I'll say, say that right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should do an episode about the Kabbalah um, wave. Like a prayer is a banger. But the Kabbalah wave. Oh my god, my little red bracelet. Yeah. That was like red yarn. That, honestly, I don't know why anyone ever paid for that. That would have been the easiest shit to just make on your own. No kidding, but it was so like, I'm at Fred Segal. True. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my bracelet. Argent provocateur. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> so yeah, anyways, uh, with Brittany, we wish her nothing but the best. I hope that everyone... Not even like the best. I wish her nothing but freedom. Yeah. 100. That bitch wants to drive to In-N-Out with no shoes on, let her drive to In-N-Out with no shoes on. If Britney Spears... If she Spears, never wants to make another song again, another yes. album, never wants to tour again, love her, live her, I've seen her. If Britney does not want to pursue a career in entertainment ever again after this and I'd wants to live it. a quiet life with her stacks and stacks of cash in Louisiana, I would respect that. 100%. Like, we don't need anything else from her. She's let the woman literally enough. Let the woman live. She just lost all of her 20s, well, half her 20s and a lot all of her, of her 30s. 30s. She's 37. And when and she went under this, it was she was 26. Yeah. Oh, my God, that poor girl. And I'll tell you this much for free. The amount of people that wish they could have got a conservatorship on me <laughs> when I was 25, 24. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think that was just a woman being a woman. Woman going through some shit. For a fucking year. Sue me. Unbelievable. Oh so, my God. blessings. Hopefully this hearing goes well for her today. Okay, so to wrap up here, we're going to do a new segment called, literally, Are You Deadass? Uh, Tay, who are you asking if they're deadass this week? Um, specifically, I'd really, truly love to know if Martin Bashir is deadass. Um, bigger picture than that, the umbrella would have to be is Big Pharma, is Pepsi, is... Um, the commercial that Michael Jackson filmed in the 80s is the Library of Congress. All of them deadass. <clears throat> because of a recent podcast that Grace so generously gifted to my like beautiful little ears. where um, What next with Arian Foster? Exactly. Where he did a deep dive over two hours long into every single uh, Michael allegation, accusation, litigation, the whole nine. Every and what? Yes, exactly. And what came out of that was what I already knew all along. Okay? So, hate me, I don't care, whatever, but fuck Martin Bashir, fuck Pepsi, fuck Big Pharma, fuck Wade Robson, I don't care. Listen to Ari fuck Foster. Oprah. And you know what? I, I've been fuck Oprah for years, but you know, fuck Oprah. <laughs> uh, the person that I have to ask is dead ass this week is Terrence Howard. <laughs> uh, I, there are, 
a litany of topics that I could ask him if he's dead ass about, but something that has just this week come to my attention that I have not been able to stop thinking of. Like at any given time over the last week, if someone's like, hey, what are you talking, or what are you thinking about? I guarantee it's what I'm about to tell you. So Terrence Howard in a 2015 interview with Rolling Stone uh, explained that he had formulated his own language of logic, which he called teriology, and which he was keeping secret until he had patented it. This logic language would be used to prove his contention that one times one equals two. Uh, so, according to Wikipedia, he said, How can it equal one? If one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value. I, oh my god, it's so hard to read this because it makes no sense. Yeah, How can it you. equal one? If one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one, but we're told it's two and that cannot be. I Like, it is unbelievable. Uh, Terrence Howard states he spends many hours a day constructing models of plastic and wire that he patented and claims to confirm his belief about this fucking logic. <laughs> In 2017, Howard published his proof of his claim that one times one equals two on his Twitter account. It was heavily criticized by his followers due to containing <laughs> multiple logical errors and faulty reasoning. Weird. I just want to know what kind of drugs Terrence Howard is on. Because first of all, of all the weed I've smoked in my life, nothing has ever confounded me so much as working yourself into a knot over a math problem like that and thinking that you can patent it. Like, I don't, that's like some angel dust. I don't yeah, know like, what the fuck it is. Did he think that like, that was going to be patented and he was going to be able to put that in like elementary school, like math books worldwide? Like, I'm confused. It, it I feel like he's Rip just... Rip out the regular chapter, here comes some teriology. Like. I feel like all he did... Yeah. That's another thing, too, is that he calls himself Terry. Yeah. Like, that kills me. But I feel like he really just took some numbers and, like, any element of PEMDAS and <laughs> was like, yeah, this makes sense. Threw spaghetti at a As wall and see what stuck. What a square root is. No offense. I, I can't believe it. So, I mean... Also, Terrence Howard, are you dead ass with the way you talk and all your domestic violence allegations? Exactly. So, like, arguably, yeah, he needs to be held more accountable for his DV accusations. But I just truly have not been able to stop thinking about teriology. And I don't like that it's, like, kind of like Scientology. Like, we're all going to be teriologists one day. Yeah. I don't think so. One times one equals Xenu. <laughs> Ooh, one times one equals Katie Holmes screaming on her wedding day in the window. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, Scientology. That's a topic for another day. Yeah. Yikes. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway, I think this is a good place to wrap up. Uh, If you have made it this far, congratulations. You You hung out with us. (laughs) Yeah, you are the most deadass. In a great way. Yeah, loves it. Um, and we will be back soon. Bye-bye. Bye.